0: Of course we are dead we are all dead we were supposed to make the world a better place what happened? i'm as as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore i know kung fu you either die a
1: hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain
0: i'm as as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore
1: this whole thing is insane
0: this whole
1: thing is insane 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power.
2: This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane. Man is evil,
1: capable of nothing but destruction. Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert. Of the real, more power. There can be only one. Are you a god-fearing man, Samilton? With
2: such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher,
0: as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy heresies, and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is, it just is. Especially with the latest AB Live. Audio version for thee in this eternal now. David Block materialized at the Virtual Alexandria for the third installment of his intriguing presentations. David will pan for that alchemical gold in The Shining. But he'll expand into other Stanley Kubrick creations, like Eyes Wide Shut and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Prepare for abundant gematria, symbolism, and hidden messages, overlapping with other art forms and occult traditions, like The Wizard of Oz, The Cult of Saturn, and Freemasonry. Got Gnosis? Want some more Gnosis? Well, the Virtual Alexandria Academy is now open. Learn about the Gnostic teachings and spiritual rituals in a flexible online course that fits your busy schedule. Get a special holiday discount before it ends. 20% off with code AYUMBITE. Regardless of your experience or understanding of the Gnostics, you'll find amazing value in the Virtual Alexandria Academy. The feedback has been phenomenal so far. We need Gnosis more than ever, needless to say, in this age of Hermes, Philip K. Dick world and Gnostic times. Expect more violence, wars, rising addiction and suicide rates, mass depression and societal collapse in 2023 until more look inward while breaking the outward spell of Yaldi Baldi and his Epstein angels. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and hermetic wisdom or many of my guests and their unique insights anywhere else in cyberspace or even meatspace. Don't forget my voiceover availability for any podcast, commercial, audiobook, documentary, or whatevs. I'll bring you stellar results with down-to-home professionalism. And don't forget I do have an Amazon wishlist and a fantastic merch store. Other than that, let us to our latest A.B. Life. Write your own gospel, live your own myth.
1: People are oblivious to reality. They only see what they want to see. Imprisoned by their mind's restrictions. And all they have to do is shift their perspective to see the full scope of things.
0: Merry Matrix and a Heilic New Year, and yes, this is my sort of a tongue-in-cheek Gnostic holiday greeting. I hope everybody's having a good holidays, or at least these uh, cold, dark months are bearable. But my name is still Miguel Connor, and I am your pompous of gnosis. Welcome everybody to AB Live. As always, we have an exciting show. This is an exciting show—a third installment of a fascinating series on Stanley Kubrick and his own high weirdness so glad to see everybody already going into the chat room and as always i'm sure you know by now if you have any questions please type them in all caps or a lot of question marks or shoot a super chat and uh we will try to get to you but again, uh, exciting show on Stanley Kubrick and his creations. So with us, I can't think of anybody better to cover this territory and even more than David Block. David, thank you very much for coming back.
1: Thank you for having me, Miguel. Very nice to be back. Time is flying fast. <laughs> Winter That's already. It.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Next week is the solstice. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, winter hasn't even started as I look outside ah, in the snow. <laughs>
1: uh, and Sweden as well. Cold yeah. and dark and horrible.
0: <laughs> the true great white north, but so it is. But yeah. Everything <laughs> is in cycles and things will, will come around. And with us too, we've got the Moondog Vance. Vance, how are you doing? Bence is on mute. He's been silenced by the Yeti. <laughs> by the <laughs> well maybe. Okay, there
2: we go. Yeah, well, that's an indication of how I'm doing, huh? I can't find <laughs> the new button in the morning. Anyway, I was gonna say uh love, love the shining. I've seen it several times. And for all those of you who are not familiar with it, don't worry. You won't feel like you don't know Jack and uh after this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Indeed, and uh, yeah, David, have you ever have you watched Doctor Sleep?
1: Yeah, I oh, saw yes. it uh, half a year ago, I think.
0: Same here. Uh,
1: not as good, but uh, it's okay.
2: Different.
0: It's different, yeah, yeah. I mean, I a, I did like it. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it tried to be loyal to The Shining, but it tried to. A piece, stephen king you know you could see trying to make stanley kubrick and stephen king who did not like each other's vision (laughs) supernatural and it was okay what did you think vance
2: oh rose was cool with the hat and everything she was very attractive in the beginning and then she fades into evil Mm -hmm. you know pretty quickly yeah that's good that's a good part maybe (laughs) that's a good movie you know uh, by itself but it didn't really connect up with the shining that much i
1: don't
0: Yeah, exactly oh well i i don't think it needed to be made uh but uh it was it was a worthy try and uh, yeah. It, yeah it happens well awesome yeah. well i don't think uh, i have some uh house i always call it housekeeping house cleaning whatever you want to call it cleaning the virtual alexandria i uh, just want to let you guys know uh thank you for all your support this year it's uh things uh Kinda were shaky, but suddenly A.M. Bite is again uh, very hot uh, in all in all metrics. Definitely hitting one of the top religious podcasts in the United States, which is amazing considering the very obscure topic. So I really <laughs> appreciate your support, and uh, I promise you that the things will get just as intense. I'm sure 2023 will be full of more. Archon shenanigans, maybe a world war, who knows what's going to happen, but a financial crisis, but uh, we'll be here for you. And we've got some great guests coming up uh, uh, during the holidays and in January, including Dr. Stephen Flowers, who will be talking about the occult in Bolshevism. We will have some amazing minds that understand breaking down reality, Uh, breaking down conspiracy theories the hermetic and gnostic ethos these include james true jason horsley very excited to have him back my friend mitch horowitz uh jason reza Drajani, another friend will be back too and uh yeah a whole bunch of uh Great guests and great topics, both in Gnosticism and its satellites. So uh other than that, yeah, please keep supporting in any way you can. Many ways to support and definitely support those in the alternative media. The more voices we have, the more we can break down the empire. So, other than that, yeah, and another great researcher with great eyes on things is David. So, David, shall, shall we get started? Yeah, well, it's time. Let's do it. I will pull yeah. it up now. So yeah, we have here The so cool. Shining Part 3, an esoteric analysis dedicated to Stanley Kubrick by David Block. Part 3 of 3. Yeah, I hope so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we can wrap this up.
0: Yeah, yeah. But well, hopefully you can be back with another movie or another topic. Yeah. But uh, let's do The Shining. We will move slides. Uh, for those of you who might be thinking if I'm talking weird, it's because I might be describing or David describing some of the slides so that the audio audience can sort of get the gist of what we're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is in two parts the last part and I hope we can conclude and wrap this up today Uh, there are quite a lot of information I myself is an esoteric person I'm not a conspiracy theory so I I analyze this from an esoteric standpoint not a conspiratorial standpoint and I don't think we have done any good analysis of the movie The Shining so I try to, to put it all together for you Uh, but my background is an esoteric. Therefore, it's very important for me for you to understand that I'm not saying that esoteric practices are bad. If you use the method correctly, you will gain results and you will shine as a person. You will transform. And that's what I want to do in my life. That's what I am doing. So I'm not condemning Freemasons or anything. What I'm talking about is an elite who have used this knowledge for different purposes than attend the attended purposes, what we should use it for. Now I'm trying to and I think Stanley Kubrick knew this as well and I will talk about it today. Uh, yeah.
0: Let's start. Let's start. Slide three, shall we? Part one, Somewhere Part one. Over the Rainbow.
1: That's where we start today. And of course, we are talking about The Whistle of Oz, the movie. And this is a movie that has been very poorly analyzed, according to me. Mm. And if you want me to do it, I can come back and do, do an analyze of the movie. I will go into it today a little bit, but only in a, a, a combination to The Shining, to enhance The Shining. But I can do the movie in and of itself later on if sure. you want to. Sure. Yeah, next slide then. The Whistle of Oz was made in 1939. And that in of itself, you have the number 22 and the number of paths on the Tree of Life and the Cliffotic Tree, the Tree of Death. Uh, but the movie is different from the book and this is a very important thing if you miss it, you will not understand what the movie is about Uh, the analysis made on the movie is really an analysis of the book, not the movie they are talking about the book because they they view the movie as they read the book but they have changed the narrative in the visual of us it is not the wonderful Wizard of, of Oz. This is the Wizard of Oz. And in the Wizard of Oz, she's singing about rainbows. She, yeah, one day over the rainbow and so on. And this is a very, very important part of the movie and to understand The Shining as well. Yeah, next slide.
0: Yeah, that is true. I think the movie sometimes robs people because they think that's it. As yeah. a kid, I, I read the entire series and it's wonderful. It's a blast. Yeah.
1: The, the book is wonderful and uh, but the movie is actually very dark. They're twisted the narrative and no one mm-hmm. seems to see it. Uh, in the movie they're manipulating a child, Dorothy, to do the bidding of Calinda. She's not the one she's not the, the nice witch, she is mm-hmm. the man, she, she is the dark witch. Manipulating children to walk in her shoes, the red shoes. But in the movie, she sings about the crossing the rainbow, uh, one day over the rainbow. And we are, of course, talking about the moon room and the sun room, or the, the silver moon and the gold room. We are coming back to the shining here. Because in the esoteric practices, when we are crossing the rainbow, we are walking the path from Yesod the moon, to Tiferet, the sun. You cross the rainbow right. on that path, and we do it for dream, you can do it through dreams, conscious dreams, astral dream, astral traveling, through dreams, dream work. And it's an esoteric method to go there. You all can teach or use a method to go the same path as Dorothy do. Yeah, we can take the next slide. Okay. And here, of course, we have the famous silver star or AA, Alistair Crowley's star, Babylon. And you see 7-7. Seven, seven. And in the Gematria, in the Chaldean Gematria, Os becomes 7-7. Seven, seven. Mm. Therefore, the Wizard of Os is the Wizard of Babylon is uh, the wizard that behind the curtain is Alistair Crowley because he is the whistle of Babylon, is the whistle of Oz 77 and uh, I'm not going to analyze the movie so we we'll take it later on but that's just food for thought, the man behind the curtain is Alistair Crowley mm, makes sense uh, and you can see Babylon. And I know that Babylon is not a negative. It's, it's about Mother Earth, uh, the Holy Grail, the Scarlet Woman, and all of that. But what I'm claiming is that they are using it in, in nefarious purpose, bad purposes. Uh, so I'm, if you're into Thelema, I have nothing against you. It's no, <laughs> no, how no. they use this knowledge. Yeah, next slide. In the movie, The Shining, we can see Jack are falling asleep and uh, he has nightmares. He's dreaming and he, he enters ast- the astral plane, uh, the moon plane, Yesod or Gamaliel on the other, sea, uh, other side of the tree, the cliffotic tree. And of course, this is the moon room in The Shining, room 237. Um, and he, when he is dreaming he, he confronts Lilith and in the first part I claim that Jack is Samael uh-huh. and Samael is uh, the demiurge in some traditions, the Gnostic shamanistic tradition Samael is the demiurge mm-hmm. so what uh, Stanley is saying a little bit is that Jack is the demiurge Samael but it's much more, uh, I, you can expand upon it. I want to make it a little bit more complicated than that. But then, if we say is Samuel, then it's a, a wrap. <laughs> then we have <laughs> the demurg. <laughs> we have the. The one who is we are <laughs> uh, down so, here.
0: <laughs> yeah, we found the bad guy. <laughs> we find the bad
1: guy. He's sleeping.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's asleep. <laughs> we can go home. We can go to the Pleroma now. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, we can <laughs> take the next slide. And I know for fact that uh, Danny had confronted Lilith in the moon room. We know it because... Uh, He he is walking towards his mother and you see his shirt is uh, torn apart and very uh, distant and and far gone because uh, Lilith is known as the strangler of children and the source of all evil and pollution in the world. And you have it very clearly in the movie The Shining. So if you know what to look for, you see it clearly. It's not that that Kubrick is way or something. He, he just, this is, it's hard just to start to wrap things up, th- to go right. You, you need esoteric knowledge to decode the movie. But if you have, you can see this quite clearly in the movie. It's not like a yeah. huge mystery for me, but you have to, you, you need the, the knowledge to decode right. it. Yeah, next slide. So, in The Shine, you have this scene. It's this one hour and nine minutes and 22 seconds in the movie. There is someone else in the hotel with us. There is a crazy woman in one of the rooms. She tried to strangle Danny, she says. The strangler, shield, and the source of all evil and pollution in the world is Lilith. So, it's quite clear. Right. So far, it's quite straightforward. Mm. Yeah, we can take next slide. Back to the Visalos, and they have the same theme, but in this movie, Dorothy is falling asleep and end up in Yesador Gamaliel. And she has to walk the yellow brick road. And he has to make one point cross uh, cross here if you uh, if you put the four different elements from the me, uh, minor arcana in the tarot card on the tree of life then the yellow color yellow is the sword and the, your, your thinking capacity uh, and its symbol is the sword air yellow and air of course, is the elements that take Dorothy to the Whistle of Oz. And she has to walk the yellow brick road. Uh, it's the storm that takes her to the to the land of Oz. Uh, and she is dreaming. But this is very important because in esoteric uh, literature, literature and, and to dream is a method. And when you dream and you enter the astral realm, it is as real as this is an illusion as well. The material world, the acai is an illusion as well. So what's real was unreal. For us, this is just another state of being. You can be there as well. So when people are asking, uh, talking about if if she's dreaming or if she is there, for us, she's there. She's on the cliffhotic tree. That's not any strain is. Is self-evident for us. She is she's en- ended up on the clefotic tree, the other side of the tree tree f- through dream for through a dream. Yeah, next slide. And here we have the golden dawn. And the golden dawn, Alice Crowley was in the golden dawn for, for a period of time. And you can see there to the right in, in, in one big book, The Golden Dawn, Isla Regardi shows the rainbow. Just mm-hmm. yes, to show you that the, the symbolism is used quite often in esoteric method practices, uh, theories. So it's not any mystery for, for us. It's a common symbol. Yeah, next slide. All right, and I'm going to show you a thing that have been missed. And this is <laughs> a very important detail. And part two, Disney and the color change. And we can see in the movie, The Shining, Disney is a very big theme in the movie. The dance shirt and you have the cartoon figures on, on the doors. You have rainbows and so on. And this is not a coincidence. Stanley Kubrick didn't do anything of coincidence. This is a very important detail. We can see it, Mickey Mouse on Danny's shirt, and we can see it on, in the doorways. And Danny ha- had the shirt with the number 42 on as well. And that's because Danny is the number 42. It's the number of the fool, uh, uh, it's the number of the major arcana, because then he has the major arcana with him, because he is able to transform from something to, to a higher state of being, not to, to be the fool, but to transform from the fool. And so the, you have the dope here as well, and that's a reference to the fool, of
0: course. Of course, yeah. 42 is of course holy in Egyptian lore. So interesting.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And you have the number 42 in the Bible as well. Oh yeah. So so when you when the Bible says 40 years or 40 days, right. they are starting a, a new journey and try to find it to to be complete. So when the number 41 comes up, they are on their journey to to find a solution to the problem, to the the spiritual problem they have to confront and to transform in order to go forward into their evolution. And the number 42 is completion. Now they have reached uh, the shore or, or reach whatever they are searching for in spirituality matter, of course.
0: Right, no, it makes sense. And forty is the amount of weeks where a baby gestates. So, again, bringing forth something new, yeah, or different. So, thank yeah, you,
1: Miguel. Uh, yeah, that was nice. Okay. All right. And here we can see a very common whistle of us. You have the rainbow, and you have the Emerald City in the background, the City of Babylon, and the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's this Babylon of course they like to use words and terms and symbols uh, I know that Babylon is a reference to the other things as well but esoteric people like to play around with words uh, numbers so of course they use it that way the green emerald city and the yellow brick road and Dorothy is walking the yellow brick road with her red shoes. Yeah, next slide. A very interesting follow-up to the first movie was Return to Us, and Return to Us didn't become that famous. Many thought it was too dark for the kids, and the grown-up didn't like it that much either. But there are some important details about this film they have been, been missed. First off, Disney bought the right to the movie. So now they have now they were the producer of the movie. And the release date of the movie was June the 21st, 19, 1985 in United States. And the movie ain't that bad, but it's much more darker. And I think everyone should see it. There are some details in this movie very interesting details. Yeah, next slide. Then. All
0: right, yeah. Well, maybe they should uh maybe should they let uh what's his name, J.J. J. Abrams direct a new uh, Wizard of Oz series and just destroy the franchise once and for all, like he did with Star Trek and Star Wars, and so many.
1: Yeah, good to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's like James Gunn, is, James Gunn is ready to destroy the DC series, too. Yeah. The new Superman. But anyway, that's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs>
1: in the movie Return to Oz, Dorothy finds us a, a key, but it's a shooting star that comes with the key. The shooting star lands on her farm and she'll go out and look for it and find the key. And, and with the key, she can return to us. And you can see a, a seta on the, on the key she's holding there. What's, very int- what's interesting in this is, of course, Disney's logo after the movie because now they changed their logo. To the famous logo they've used ever since Return to Us. And of course, we all know the logo.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Next slide. And here we have it. So you have the city, Babylon, in the background. You have Walt Disney, and you have the shooting star going over the city of Babylon with the key, us. 77. So Disney is very heavily invested in Thelema and also Crowley. So you have the rainbow, uh, the key or the shooting star makes the rainbow over the uh, Disney city, the Babylon. And I'm not saying that Thelema are bad here but Disney doesn't use it (laughs) I think we can all agree that Disney
0: (laughs) we can all agree that Disney is not good (laughs) (laughs) it's a money hungry corporation at best
1: (laughs) and they use Alice Crowley's teaching Mm. in their own way so if you are into the (laughs) Lima don't don't call (laughs) me I have a friend from Th- Thelema, and I can tell you a very interesting story. One conversation I had with him, but I cannot do it now because I will take you off. But a very, very interesting thing happened.
0: For another time, then. All
1: yeah. Right. One very important theme in Returnals
0: is, of course,
1: the transhumanistic machine uh, theme. And you have robots and human combined with machine parts and so on and it is very it's not as good as the first one, but as I said, the first one is a dark move as well, but they they think it's good because it's color and music and and so on, but it's a dark theme in in both of these movies, for sure. It is not the book. It's another narrative, and that has to be understood, otherwise you won't understand the movie, what they're trying to say with the movie. Uh, And also, The Whistle of Oz is a movie that starts the idea to expand the movie's narrative outside the movies, outside the movie where the star, the actors become part of the narrative outside of the movie as well. Like Jim Carrey, for example, he was in the Truman show, very, very interesting movie. And then he did the man on the moon or I don't remember. Was it the man on the moon? Yeah. And Jim Carrey himself became part of the narrative outside of the movie. And I think it starts from The Whistle of us the first movie. And it's um, there, manum, layer upon layer of symbolism, narrative, uh, numbers, and so on. Yeah, we can take the next slide. Yeah, Parfit, The Whistle of Oz. Just to hammer home some parts of it so we can combine it to The Shining. I promise I will come back to the shiny. In The whistle, of Course, of course, Dorothy is the fool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The difference between her and uh, uh, Danny is that Danny transcends and becomes something more and defeats Jack, defeats the Demiurge. But Dorothy is just the blind fool. She never knew she is the fool. She's just turned upside down. Uh, She is just bumbling around in the movie, doesn't learn anything, have been manipulated to do away with the Wizard of Oz so Glinda can take over the Wizard of Oz as the Wizard of Oz. Uh, And that's the end of the movie, really. She (laughs) she (laughs) sends Dorothy back, and Glinda is the one who takes her to us, and Glinda is the one who sent Dorothy back when she's done what she's supposed to do there for Glinda. Yeah. And Glinda is the one in the movie who gives Dorothy the shoes. But in the, in the book, Dorothy finds the shoes and takes it on, on her own will, by her own will, because she likes the shoes. So th- this is this completely turned upside down. But in The Shining, what Stanley Kubrick say, are saying, that Danny begin as the fool, but transform and become something new through this ordeal with Samuel and Lilith. Because there is a method to the madness with the Lilith and Samuel, because you should confront those forces and transform them, not succumb to them, not, not to get destroyed by the, these forces but transcend them. Transcend the Demiurge. demiurge. Transcend the materiality, Asaya, from material to spirit. But Dorothy just go from from the material to the spirit and back again without any change. She's the same silly girl in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, next slide. (laughs) And you can see this a, this line is very important because I put the cards, the May, row Arcana, one, two, three, and then change the row, four, five, six, and change row, nine, ten, no, I'm sorry, yeah, six, seven, eight, nine, and then ten, eleven, twelve. And then thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, all the way up to the number twenty-one, and every row becomes six. Mm 666666. And this rule becomes 42. Death, art, and the devil. And of course, Danny has to die. Dan's old self has to die. And with art, craft making, with spirit, he rises up and defeats the devil, number 15. You can say it's the yak. Yak, somehow, the devil. And if you add 13, 14, and 15 together, you have got the number 42, the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next. And we have it as well on the tree of death and of tree, the tree of life, of course. And we can see the path, all this path lead to the gold room or the, the sun room. And that's Fagirion or Tiferet on the tree of life. And the path goes from Gamaliel uh, Yesod, or the moon room because then he enters the moon room and now he has to walk three different roads to Thagirion the sun room, gold room. And when we place this cards the mayor arcana placed them on this path on the tree of death and the tree of life doesn't matter. You got Fourteen in the middle, that's the straight road from Gamaliel, the moon room to the sun room, Fagirium, number six. That's the straightest path. Then we have death and the devil. Mm -hmm. All this leads to the goal, all the roads. And we have Samael, you see him number eight there, the poison of God. And the poison of God is very important here because in the space odyssey, we will come to later, the pilot or the astronauts sit at the table and he had a glass of wine at his side. And it's fall, falling from the table and crashed down on the floor. And the the, camera, the room shakes because in esoteric practices, is that if you take the poison somehow, you distort reality, Mm -hmm. and you end up in the uh, klyphotic or the spiritual dimension of spirituality. So to take the poison somehow is to uh, transform the material world into a more spiritual understanding, to, to go from materia to the spiritual. But we will talk about the space of this later on. But I just want to hammer home: you can see the poison of God, and you, you see Arab Sarak, and you see Gamaliel. Mm-hmm. All this path lead to Thagirion, the dispute, and this is the road Danny has to walk and defeat these spirits, these forces, to transform them from within. And if he fails. He will fall Mm. and he will be caught in Thagirion in the gold room and his energy will be spent. And this is the realm of uh, Belphegor. Belphegor is a very interesting demon lord who resides in the number, cliff number six, Thagirion. Yeah. Next slide. And here we have the rainbow come in again, because as I said before, when you take the path from Gamalia, the straightest path to the Thagirion, you, you cross the rainbow as Dorothy uh, was singing about the rainbows. Here we have the card Art, and, the, and that's the number 14. And this is the most I think one of the most exciting cards in the Tarot card. Of course, Crowley have changed it as as well to art. And we have a lady in green here, mixing a cauldron. And we have a rainbow behind her. And in the rainbow, it says Vitriol or visit the interior of the earth, and by rectifying it, you will find the Philosopher's Stone. So in order to to rectify yourself, you have to go inside of your inner void or your unconscious and make it conscious. You have to find the Philosopher's Stone within and transform it to something new, a new state of being. To uh, take yourself apart and recombine yourself. You have Solve et Coagula, the, the phrase on Baphomet here as well. To, to solve and recombine yourself in a better fashion. In order to cut out everything in your psyche that doesn't serve you on, on your spiritual path. That are uh, just in the way for your own transformation. And that's exactly what Danny has to do in order to defeat all these forces, mm-hmm. all these demons. And Samael is, of course, the main villain here. <laughs> yeah. And that is Jack and Lilith because they awakened awake Lilith, both of them. And uh, this is the, the game they are playing, of course. This is the ordeal Danny has to go okay. through. Now we can take the next slide. So we have here the rainbow, and this is how it looks like uh, when you are using uh, the symbolism. To go from the moon room to the sun room or gold room, you have to cross the rainbow to rise above it.
0: And of yes, course, this is a, yeah, sorry. I'm oh, yeah, just reading Gamiel mean equals Yesar equals Violet equals moon room nine. Makes Yeah,
1: sense. yeah, exactly. So you have a uh, nine and six, and this is also very important. Uh, number six and nine to go through like, to Gamal, you have 69 and I will come to that later on. Yeah, you can take the next slide. So this card ends up on the rainbow, exactly mm-hmm. on the rainbow. And that's, that's the reason why you have the rainbow behind the lady in green. Uh, the uh, Ishtar or uh, Isis and she is mixing in a cauldron, uh, mixing uh, the transformation part to transform yourself to recombine yourself in a better fashion to better uh, walk the spiritual path to good, goodhood or to become something new And in the end of the movie, we have Jack as Baphomet. And this is really a combination of Samal and Lilith. If you combine those forces, you got Baphomet. So this is also quite straightforward if you know some esoteric practices uh, that when Samal and Lilith comes together, this mixing of these energies you got the buffomet as a combined force from those two forces that's the reason you, you see them mating or are engaging sexual act in the movie the shining because they come together to and to have yeah to have sexual act and this is a lot of sexual energies and of course there is a method to this madness. <laughs> this <laughs> is not this is not only fun, fun. <laughs> right? right? It's not sexual magic, it's not what people think it is, because people want to think it's like <laughs> the nice part, but it is not really uh it's a method. And it is if you work with this kind of esoteric method with someone and Lilith. Uh, you you are raising your kundalini force down from earth and up, the serpent force, the kundalini awakens. And when you start to work with these forces, you start to awaken your kundalini, your serpent force within you. But when you come up to your heart chakra, it's there the problem starts. And the heart chakra is where uh, the sun or the gold room is. And if you don't manage to transcend it, to push up the sexual force above your heart and up into the cosmos or the universe and become all there is and, and feel connected with, with this sexual forces, this creative forces, it will get stuck here. And it, instead of liberating you to feel you are part of cosmos, part of everything, you are you feel stuck, and you, you you start to use sex sex as a uh, in a, a destructive manner instead. And that's exactly what we see here, uh, and and Kubik talk about it over and over again. These pedophiles, this sex abuser abuser of children, because they are stuck. They haven't done the ordeal of someone and Lilith. They didn't transcend the sexual act. They use the sexual act to satisfy themselves. They have sure. no, they have no vision of do it to be part of the cosmos through the sexual act. Then, when when the act is taking place, you cannot think of satisfying yourself or your partner. It, you have to transcend those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But if you fail, you fail badly. It, it's like falling down, really, and you can be possessed by this uh, search, but it become a mute point and you can be obsessive. Uh, so we see Jack as Baphomet, and it's because he's, he and Lilith are one combined into this Baphomet. And we have a date, 4th of July, and in the USA, that's your day, isn't it? All right.
0: Yeah, this is it. Independence Day.
1: Independence Day. And it's much more to it than that. And
0: I will talk about
1: it soon. But this is the, the elite caught up in the uh, gold room because mm. they haven't done the ordeal They've become victims of the esoteric method. They haven't transformed themselves. They're stuck. And if you get stuck in this room, it ain't good. And i come to that very soon because now they've entered the, Bel- the realm of Belphegor, the lord of the dead uh, and the lord of miserable spirits. They are not... Dead, dead, and they are not living. They end up in a in Tartarus, in the realm between uh. death and life. That's the reason why Yak is the caretaker. And always been the caretaker, because these people are stuck in Tartars. They push the stone upside <laughs> up the hill all day, every day. <laughs>
0: yeah well said, yeah, I think the Gnostic text's write about the myths or the middle, the worst place to be, and uh, yeah and uh yeah as you uh I think you pointed out last time uh in that picture at the end of the shining with Jack Nicholson, he's got the hand up hand down like Baphomet, the as above yeah. so below hermetic Dictionary. yeah
1: exactly, and that's not a bad thing either, so no, don't no, miss no. my point. it's about modern earth. Uh, the Kundalini, revise your energy, but you have to—you cannot l- lose the ordeals, the esoteric ordeals, because if you do, you fall, and that's not—that's not a good thing. If you use this method, use it with care. Care—that's all I say.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it should be mentioned there are legends in uh, Judaism, esoteric Judaism. Lilith and uh, Samuel join together; they destroy the world. Yeah. So yeah Twin
2: Peaks (laughs) Twin Peaks too yeah Yeah, Judy and uh, Bob yeah yeah Twin Peaks are very
1: interesting show I have to see it again it was was a long time ago I don't remember it that was maybe too too little (laughs) yeah Eyes Wide Shut it's time for Eyes Wide Shut now and I think everybody
0: knows why Oh yeah, most obsessed. Yeah, (laughs) movies in the occult community? We can't get enough eyes wide.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So let's decode it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. the The movie is set around the the Christmas, and of course, the Christmas is a Mithra um, celebration. uh, and uh, this is very important because a lot of the symbolism in the movie comes from Mithra, and you have the, the Christmas tree everywhere, you have the stars everywhere, and you have the rainbow <laughs> a couple okay. of places. Uh, and you have the, the color of Christmas, is of course, there, because of this the n- narrative is built up, but you have the red, white, and green. And it's a Mithra color scheme. That's the color used by Mithra. Uh, Next. So you can see it in in the flag. Uh, Everybody's seen the flag, green, white, red. There are a couple of different countries that have the combination. But the the color color represents different classes of, of, of people. So you have the green, that's the working class. You have red, that's the warrior class. And there, of course, is Persian and Mithra uh, color scheme. And you have white, and white is the esoteric elite. And from the beginning, you had Santa Claus in green, and then it became red. And either Santa Claus is a working class for an esoteric elite, or he's a warrior class of an esoteric elite. Because he is the one who gives you presents, material stuff, so you get caught up in the material and possessed by things, presents, and keep you uh, as a kid. They want you to be a kid. They want you to crawl down in the Christmas tree. Don't look up in the Christmas tree. Don't look up at the uh or the the sephirots, sephirots from the tree of life you hang up in the uh, Christmas tree. Because that is about transformation from material to the spiritual. As long as you only see the presence, the material stuff in the bottom of the tree and doesn't look up, Mm. that's where you will get stuck. And of course in the movie you have this three different classes. Uh, yeah, next. And you have the, the evergreen tree, the Christmas tree. Uh, and it's because it's green every, like every season. Doesn't, uh, the color doesn't fade. It's green. And the, the Christmas tree uh, is a very important symbolism goes back very to the partia
0: yeah the cat my cat's got their christmas present Uh, just yesterday last night they knocked down the christmas tree four times (laughs) 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 the destruction of heirloom uh, balls and ornaments (laughs) (laughs) what are you going to do they are the tricksters
1: (laughs) yeah they are (laughs) uh yeah, so you can see here, and uh, you have the Tree of Life, and you have the Sephirots, and that's the bo- in the Christmas tree you, you have the balls, uh, you you hanging the, hanging them up on in the tree, and another name for the Sephirots is Pommelgranaten, of course, and that's the the fruit, right. a symbol for the Sephirots. And then you have a star on on the top of the tree. And I mean, you can have a different version of it, but I, if I have to take a guess, I say it's serious on the top of the Christmas tree. And I will show you why, but that's what, what I think you can, you can have different stars <laughs> if you want to. yeah and in the movie of course the main character Tom Cruise what's his name in the movie Tom Cruise character is walking around and he is of course a working class the green class and they are very busy in fixing the Christmas, buying presents, running around in different stores, uh, playing the fool. They they don't know what's going on. They have no clue. what It's a Mithra uh, holiday. Uh, they're just bumbling around. But in the movie, he, he enters the esoteric elite, the white color in this Mithra color scheme. Uh, and he's not welcome there, of course. And there are a lot of speculation. What kind of a cult is this? This is uh, Illuminati. I've heard everything. No.
0: <laughs> the stone cutters, who knows? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and to be honest, I think Kubrick combined a, a dif- different esoteric practices and made the elite because elite use different esoteric practices <laughs> Uh, but if I have to mention one, I have to say uh, the fraternitas Saturni. Mm. Because it's a very Saturnian uh, yeah. symbolism here. Symbolism here with black, red and, and yeah, the hat, and the, the mask and everything. Um, and, and that was a, a sex cult dedicated to Saturn. I haven't read the their esoteric practices, I don't know what they are about. But if I have to take a guess, I th- it sounds like there are people who have failed in their uh, with Sa- Samuel and Lil- Lilith ordeal, and now they <laughs> are just indulging sexu- sexual activity under Saturn, under Saturn rule, under materiality, without... Any uh, any real intent to transform and go forward, no. but that's just oh, at the top of my head. Take it for what it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Roman soldiers uh loved the uh, Mithraic uh practices, yeah, exactly. So it's a very warrior like, oh, yeah,
1: um, mm. esoteric practice, and of course, there is a method to the madness as, uh, as well, if uh. Uh, if you are communicate with the watchers, uh, and I can tell talk about them and what they are saying. Uh, they are like saying that we humans evolve through pain. That's how we transform and go forward. Yeah, next. So where does the rainbow ends? A metaphysical place and a physical place. The metaphysical place we have talked about in the movie The Shining. But there is a physical place and I stumbled upon this and this is maybe this is a new revelation for me. I got it in the summer when I did the first and the second part. Uh, So I, I have to take back Because I I think in the first part I said it's only a metaphysical place. But it is a physical place as well. And Kubrick tried to tell you about it. Hopefully I can prove it today. Or try to, (laughs) I cannot say I know so, but I will show you the evidence and you are my judge.
0: (laughs) There you go. Make a good argument. (laughs) Excellent. all right, part five, transhumanism and post humanism. Since we're part five, Vance, any questions? And while you ask the questions, sorry, I'm going to let the cat out, so I'll be right back. Okay,
2: okay. yeah. Oh, we here. didn't have a lot of questions, but um, uh, and this goes back to the Wizard of Oz. Um, Grandpa was wondering about the uh, correlation between Oz and Kansas. You know, who, yeah. The connections between the two places. There is none what I can
1: see right now, because I, I think they choose Kansas as the the place she Dorothy was living in uh, before her journey. But she could live in New York; doesn't matter. She can travel from New York to to uh, us as well through dreams. Why they choose Kansas, I don't know. Maybe there is something more to it than. Uh, I know. It's a good place for tornadoes. <laughs> That's- yeah, it can be as simple as that. Yes, because the the thing is that she had to go to in the movie. They used the element uh, air, the sword and right. the minor arcana, and the color yellow. That's the reason why she she has to go walk on the yellow brick road in Kansas. Maybe I don't know much about Kansas, but you do. And if it is windy there, then
2: you have. Oh a, yeah.
1: Uh, connection there, I think, because it's flat.
2: You know, it's very flat. Yeah, it's not no mountains. And... Yes, nothing to climb. And um uh, Christopher was talking about the wicked witch. I didn't hear you mention uh, too much about the wicked witch and uh, mm, yeah. the role who they correspond to.
1: Yeah, the the wicked witch in the movie. They have a uh, like. Turn it around, so the wicked witch is, is really Glinda, but the wicked witch in in the the dark black witch, uh, I I cannot say what part she's playing, but in the book she's the wicked witch for sure because then Dorothy has, has to overcome her and and defeat her. Uh, but in in the movie she she's like fading more. Into the background more so than in the book. She's just become a obstacle, just something she has to to go through. She's, she doesn't have the same role. in yeah, the, in the movie. book. In the movie.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't read the book in a long time. And did they have in the book? Did they um, uh, did Miss Gulch still want to take the dog away? And that was a big thing.
1: Yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah. Um, now it was it was a couple of months, maybe a year since I read the book, um, but I remember in the book she was more like wicked, like uh, more straightforward a uh, 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 wicked witch. Dorothy had to defeat. In the movie, yeah, she's wicked, but she's not the main villain. It is really Glinda. Who portray herself as the good witch. But she ain't. Uh, if you watch the movie again, you will see that Glinda is manipulating Dorothy to do her bidding. Oh, yeah. And, and Glinda is the one who sends Dorothy back, not the shoes. Because when she's uh, talking about the shoe, uh, put the shoes together. Glinda is behind her with, with her wound and doing this over her head. But right. Dorothy think she's going back because of the shoes, but it's Glinda send her back because now no one is left besides her. The Wicked Witch, so-called Wicked Witch, it de- is dead. Dorothy killed her with the water. But is uh, she's not the, the real, real Wicked Witch here. <laughs> if you... Uh,
2: Follow me. It yes, is she's...
1: Galinda. It is the the wicked one in the movie.
2: Yeah, there's just a war between the witches somehow that uh, yeah Dorothy got caught in the middle of.
1: Yeah, and the and the reason why the witches doesn't do the work for themselves in the book, they let you know that the witches are afraid of the mighty Wizard of Oz. So Kalinda are afraid of the the mighty wizard of us. She sends Dorothy to do her bidding because she's afraid.
0: All right. Well, why don't we get to transhumanism?
1: Yeah. Ursa and the Anunnaki Stargate system. Just to make some point, points across here. Um, the idea here is of course that you should transcend our planets in our solar system one at a time and you start with the moon and start to work with the forces of the moon and that's very hard to do that's the first step you have to wake up to the fact that there is a spirit component in you and that's a huge step for most people to take so to overcome the moon is the first step on the Anunnaki stargate system. And you can call them the archons if you want. They are the archons you have to, to transcend uh, and to transform and to, to to rise up from. And in the end of them, you have Saturn that's the most harshest forces, materiality, time uh Schedule. Uh, some say it's Saturn who creates the material illusion. And that's the last planet you work with on the Stargate, stargate system. So you take one step at a time and you work with the different forces of the different planets in our solar system until you reach Saturn and you crack open Saturn and you descend. And they ascend the, the planetary sphere and up uh, to the so- zodiac, zodiac sphere and beyond through the fixed stars. The fixed stars are fi- 15 fixed stars, among them series of one of them. So you crack open Saturn cube, the cube of Saturn, and uh, you you leave the materiality. and. The idea here is to, to uh, the break the reincarnation circle so you don't have to come back. You have escaped the demiurge, you have escaped the archons, you have left the, the material plane for good. But if you can't do it, you, if you have lost your spark within you, or your soul, someone says soul, I say light source, Within you, you cannot transcend it, and I think there are an esoteric elite with us who have lost their spark. So, if you have lost your spark, you cannot go back to the creator, to the light, through this method. Then, why trying? If you have been been taken out from from the creator's light, if you have snuffed out your light, then you you can. Try to do it with force and technology instead. Or you can say, fuck it, I want to be a god in this material world instead because I cannot transcend to the creator. Better to be king in hell than be part of the light. And then the game becomes instead, how can I reincarnate back with my memories intact from the previous life? So I can continue my game over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And it's easier to bring kind of back into your own family lines as the elite family do, or the kings and queens. Mm-hmm. And then they can continue their game here. And really they become the agents of the demiurge if you want to. Because they are not interesting to let us go either because we are part of their game. Mm-hmm. And if we are too many, okay, they can sacrifice us. But in the end, humanity <laughs> rise up again and we come to this point again. And on and on it goes, Reincana- so, reincarnation for reincarnation. And of course, our role is to overcome them. And transcend them. So it's like, yeah, it's.
0: <laughs> it's Atlantis rising. Yes, yes. Exactly. It will rise again. <laughs> and I
1: think Atlantis was the end of the circle before the the technology right. destroyed Atlantis and this elite class start to rule us through the technology left from Atlantis. And they they didn't want to share it with us because if they have technology we haven't, they are the one who control us. But they need us to recreate the infrastructure to put it in place again. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, we have NASA 11 called Gemini. And this number 11 is very important in (laughs) esoteric law. Or theory and method. Yeah. You have the famous word Abrahadabra equals 11. And 1 to 11, if you count it, you get the number 66. And number 66 is a reference to the cliffhotic tree. And according to the Watchers, and this is very important. <laughs> They have the tree of life is really the tree of death. Because if you use the tree of life, your intention is to break the reincarnation circle and not come back and be part of the creator. That's <laughs> that's death for them. But if you use the clefotic tree, you want to be God in materiality. Then that should be the tree of life. So it seems to be a little bit, mm, I don't know. But for me, the reason why I use the Cliphotic Tree and the watches is because they accept your free will as a warrior. So if you want to transcend and want to go back to the Creator, they won't stop you. But if they choose, if they say, I choose for you, I want you to become a god with us in materiality. And we will overthrow the demiurge, the golem god, who keep you as slaves, because that's not your purpose. Your purpose is to become gods here with us. So it's three different paradigms here, what, what they want. It's very complicated, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I can tell you the Story from the point of view of the watchers, if if you want to, in a show, and they are not like, they are not saying that they not doesn't come from the creator. They know they come from the creator. What they don't like is the demiurge who pretend to be a god over us and keep us as a slaves. And they call the the demiurge the golem god. And is Samuel the demiurge then? Mm. Depends on h- what you mean by it. Samuel of course if he shows you become a god with him on the material plane. So he's a stumbling block if you want to go to the light because of course he doesn't he wouldn't stand in your way if you slip and fall into mater- materiality if you know I mean. Right. <laughs> But I would say that Jehovah and Lilith is, is also the Demiurg, the Golem God, they call him. And, uh, yeah. Well said. Yeah. yeah, and here we have the skull and bones. Uh, and one one more time, I'm not saying that all of them are evil. I see more than one agenda here. It's not that easy, black and white. Uh, Good and evil is much more complicated than that. This polarity is important for us in order to grow and learn what it means to be what we can call evil, what we mean, what we mean when we're talking about to be a good person. We need to understand this polarity, we need to understand these forces. Uh, And in the skull and bones, you have the number 66 encoded. In that, in that, if you take three plus two plus two, you got seven. If you get, take 32 plus two, you get 34. If you get three plus 22, you get 25. And if you add them together, you get 66. And this is the different combination of the letters three, two, two. If you take 32 times 2, you get 64. And if you take 3 times 22, you get 66. And you have this skull. And this is important because this symbol can mean a lot of things. That's the reason why it's not easy to say this is what it means. But often when we're talking about Saturn, we have the skull, death, time. If you have too much time, if you take too much time, you will die. Mm-hmm. But it can also be talking about Belphegor, the lord of the dead, lord of the Tartars, the one who has failed the ordeal and become stuck between the words. They have been stuck in the gold room, stuck between uh, the tree of life and the tree of death, if you want to. And this uh, Thagirion is called the Black Sun as well. And some say it's Saturn. But in an esoteric left-hand path practice, Black Sun is 666. And there, Balfagor is the demon lord. And there is the goal room. To mine gold, to mine your energy, to mine your spirit, to get you, caught you in places between life and death to feed on you. And one way to explain it, maybe in easier term, is of course to go to the wonderful movie, The Matrix, because in The Matrix, Neo is waking up in this uh, caverse, hooked up with, with tubes in expanded uh, sleep, and they suck him dry of energy because he's not dead, but he's not living either. No. He isn't Tartos. It's a battery for the machine.
0: And there you have it, you shining crazy diamonds. David killing it with his amazing vision into the esoterica. Wait until he reveals his research on Stanley Kubrick and the moon landing in our second part, and much more. So please support this Red Pill Cafeteria if you find any value in the content. It will cost you less than a buck per episode, and that's a deal of your many lifetimes. And again, join the virtual Alexandria Academy. The alternative spirituality and philosophy of the Gnostics are more critical than ever in this Philip K. Dick world and Gnostic times. This is our time to shine like crazy diamonds. We high priests and priestesses of Hermes, the god of thieves, and Sophia, the goddess of smugglers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self, here in the desert of the real. Hello and goodbye, as always.